0: Welcome to the Bite Size Podcast. I'm your host, Lorraine Michaels, former EMT and nursing assistant, now business owner and wild entrepreneur. I walked away from over 15 years in medicine to pursue my passion and my God-given talents. Now, I get the honor of helping other women discover their passions and purpose. If you're feeling stuck in life, unsure where to go or what to do, welcome. If you're exactly where you wanna be, great, you're welcome here too. If you have faced any kind of hardship or setback, you have found a safe place here. In other words, no matter who you are or what you've been through or what you're going through, this is the space for you. On the Bite Size podcast, we'll discuss life, business, and faith. There's something for everyone. So grab a cup of coffee and something to take notes with because there will definitely be things you won't want to forget.
1: What's up, fam? I can't believe I am so lucky to get to be able to do podcasts and help you guys out and um, be on podcasts and collaborate and meet people. It's just so exciting and I am so honored and so thankful that I get to do this every day. And so here we are, another episode. Last one, we were going over phase one of my program. And so I thought inevitably today's podcast will be going over phase two two of Destined Not Damaged. Phase two is called Future Focus Framework, and we really dive into a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. It's the meat and potatoes of this program. The first portion of it was really establishing a baseline of where you're at, And the middle portion of it, we're going to focus on thought management, goals, gifts, talents, abilities. And then phase three, obviously, is we're putting it all into action and where the rubber meets the road. So let's focus on phase two. The importance of identifying your gifts and your passions. So identifying your gifts and your passions is really important because It can help you discover your purpose. You can make better decisions. You'll find fulfillment and you'll be able to contribute to society. This is why it is so important to identify your gifts and your passions. It's an essential step towards having a happy and purposeful and meaningful life because if you don't know those, How are you going to find happiness? How are you going to find contentment? How are you going to find your purpose if you don't know those things? And so the benefit of knowing your purpose, knowing your purpose can have a profound impact on your life. It gives you a sense of direction, meaning, and fulfillment. And when you have a clear purpose, you know what you want to achieve. And you can focus your energy and efforts on achieving your goals, So I hope that makes sense. They all kind of tie into, you know, each other, your purpose and your passion. Sometimes they align. Sometimes they go hand in hand. Sometimes not. Sometimes you have to get creative. So the overview of phase two, again, like I mentioned it in the beginning, Future Focus Framework is the name of phase two of my program. And there we identify your gifts and talents And we're going to determine your goals and where you want to be. And then we're really going to start chiseling away at all of that, basically. So let's dive into understanding your gifts. The definition of gifts, your gifts are innate abilities and strengths that you possess. And I go into different ways. I give you 10 ways of discovering your gifts which is super helpful because some people are like, I don't know. I went to school, I graduated, and I got a job. It was a good job, and I mean, I'm not wildly crazy about it, but it's what I was told to do. So, well, let's let's figure out your gifts. And so we, we go into different ways, 10 different ways to do that. Understanding your passions. So your passions are the deep-seated things in you that create enthusiasm and interest. It's it's certain activities or topics that really light a fire in you that you're so passionate about. Sometimes it's, you know, animals or the underdogs, you know, making sure. That's me. I'm all about, obviously I'm an animal lover, <laughs> but I am I'm such a cheerleader and a champion for underdogs and really pouring into people so that, they know and understand that they were divinely created for a divine purpose and they have unique gifts and abilities hello that's what my whole premise is of my coaching and speaking so that's really understanding your passion is what lights you up and then connecting your gifts passions to your purpose connecting your gifts and your passions To your purpose. So, understanding the relationship between your gifts, passions, and purpose. Knowing your gifts and passions can help you identify your purpose in life. So, what does that look like? So, my gift and passion, my gifting is encouragement. My gifting is speaking life into people. My gifting is seeing the silver lining, seeing the gold in the dirt. Like when I look at someone, you might tell me all the crap about them. You might tell me what they've done, but that's not who they are. I can see, I can see in them. I can see their ability. I can see their gifting. I, I love nothing more when, when I know something about someone and then I get to know them and I can look at them and tell them, you're better than this. You have something in you. I see this that lights you up. You're better than this. I'm going to tell you a story. So on my way home on a plane, I had just left a conference and I was sitting next to these two guys that were flying to, I think it was Vegas because my stop was a layover for them and I think they were on their way to Vegas and they were talking about partying and getting drunk and, um, he, they're going to be lit the whole time and all this stuff and, one guy I could tell was like the ringleader of it. He was the encourager, the bad influence. The other guy was along for the ride and wanted a friend <laughs> and was just kind of, you know, he was just, he, you could tell that he wasn't about it per se, but he was just going along for it and he wanted to have a good time. And I'm reading and I'm listening and I'm journaling. And eventually I stop and I said, hey, can I ask you a question to the guy that's sitting next to me? Mind you, they were not dressed nice. They did not smell nice. They were dirty. Um, it, I mean, it, it did not look like hygiene was a priority for them. And I was not judging them at all whatsoever. I mean, I don't know their background. I don't know their circumstances. And so I asked the guy, I said, can I ask you a question? He's like, yeah, what's up? Super nice. really respectful. And um, he's like, yeah, sure. And I said, what do you do? What do you do for work? And he says, I'm in construction. And I said, oh, that's awesome. So is my husband. Uh, We have a business. What do you like to do? And he laughed and he's like, What? And I said, Well, what do you like to do? What are you passionate about doing? What, you know, what excites you? And he's like, Oh, I love to cook. I love cooking. And he, you could tell like his whole countenance changed and he lit up. And I said, Why don't you do it? And he said, Because I have to go to school for it. And I said, Really? You think so? And he said, Yeah, I have to go to school for it and I can't afford it. And I said, I don't think you do. And he's like, what do you mean? And I said, well, just like construction, you didn't go to school for it. You fell into it. You started doing it. You started learning. You started practicing. You started at a job that you probably weren't very good at and eventually got better. And it's what you do now. I said, I know you don't have to go to school. I said, if you're good at it, your talent speaks for itself. If it's something that you love to do, you know, it'll, it'll carry its own. And so I want to tell you that story. I tell you that story because that was his gifting and his passion. He was gifted at cooking and he was passionate about it. Who knows? I mean, I, I hope that conversation stuck with him and um, I was able to encourage him. And I did. I told him, I said, I want to challenge you to, to try it, to just to start cooking again, doing it on the side. I want to challenge you to follow that and lean into that. You don't have to be in construction if that's not what you want to do. If you're good at cooking and you're passionate about cooking, do cooking. So understanding the relationship between your gifting, your passion, and your purpose. My purpose is to encourage people. My purpose is to tell the world and anyone and everyone that I come into contact with that they were divinely created for a divine purpose and they have something uniquely inside of them that God put in them for a reason to gift it to the world because if we all use our gift if we all use what god gave us for the betterment of others and for the world the world would be such a better place because we would all be living selflessly because we we wouldn't be living for self we wouldn't be glorifying self we would be glorifying god and i don't care if you believe in god or not i do jesus is my savior i wouldn't be where i am today if it wasn't for him but inevitably if you do what you were created to do you would be serving other people it would be it would be helping other people thus you would reap the rewards from that anyways sorry i went on a a rant there so aligning the importance of aligning your gifts and your passions with your purpose when you use your gifts and you follow your passions, you're more likely to find your purpose and meaning in what you do. Take me for an example. I hate to keep using myself as an example, but it's the truth. Because I find I found my gifting, which is encouraging and loving on others, and my passion, which is helping other people. I found my purpose. My purpose and meaning is doing my coaching and my speaking and my podcast because that's how I help people. That's how I encourage people. That's how I help other people discover their gifts and abilities. So identifying your purpose, your purpose is the reason why you exist on this earth. It is the thing that drives you. It gives you meaning and fulfillment and makes you feel alive. Without purpose, life can feel empty and meaningless. And I know you know what I'm talking about. Because I was there too. I was the one that was waking up, going to work, so unfulfilled, not living in my purpose. I hated it. I dreaded it. I worked for the weekend. It led me to drinking along with undealt with trauma. But that was one of the reasons I was so bored and unfulfilled with life. And I was like, oh, whatever, I'm going to go to happy hour. (laughs) I'm gonna go drink, you know, numb my mind. But it wasn't until that I figured out my passion and my purpose that lights me up. I could give a rip about drugs and alcohol. I could care less about it. I have no desire whatsoever to drink. I don't want to be affected by it. I don't want to put anything in my body that is going to alter my mind and my mental state because you know what? That's going to take me off my game. That's going to t- it's not going to bring me anywhere closer to my goals. Me being drunk and hanging out at the club is not going to help me get on stages and speak life into these people. It's not going to help me and my walk with Christ. It's not going to help me speaking about my beliefs to anyone else that knows me or on the street or whatever, you know, if they're having a hard time, you know, I'm going to sit there and tell them, but let me tell you about Jesus. Jesus got me out of this. Jesus did this. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And I'm trying to tell them about how Jesus saved my life, but yet I'm hung over or I was, they saw me at the club or whatever. Like, how am I going to stand? You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. Drinking and getting drunk is not going to get you where you want to be. We were not created to put things into us that are going to alter our mind. I can go into scripture about that, but I'm not going to. this is we're not talking about that today. <laughs> You're gonna to have to catch me on a faith on a faith episode. Today we're talking about phase two. Anyways, so that that was purpose, gifts, giftings. Um, now we're going to talk about mindset, which is part of phase 2. Like I said, we talk about goals, thought management. So, mindset. Developing a future-focused mindset, understanding the power of a future-focused mindset, mastering positive thinking can be a game changer in your life. It's not about looking on the bright side, but it's about changing your mindset and your outlook on life. It's about positive thinking how it can help you manage stress, how it can improve your relationships and ultimately help you achieve your goals. Because when you when you focus on positive thoughts and experiences, you create a ripple effect and that's gonna lead to more positivity and more success. So before I get into all of that, real quick, developing a growth mindset. I'm gonna tell you seven steps. You're gonna wanna write this down. Seven Steps to Developing a Growth Mindset. Number one, embrace challenges. Instead of avoiding challenges, embrace them. Because look, life is full of challenges. But challenges are opportunities for growth and learning. So instead of having a piss poor attitude about, oh my gosh, have a positive outlook on it and embrace it. Because you're gonna have a challenge no matter what, so embrace it and learn to look at it as an opportunity instead of a roadblock. And then view failures. Number two, view failures as an opportunity, because failure is inevitable. It's gonna happen. You don't you don't progress unless if you fail, because nobody's perfect the first time. Nobody figures it out the first time. And failure is not the end of the road. Failure is not the end game. It's an opportunity to learn. Number three. Cultivate a passion for learning. Learning should be a lifelong pursuit. I am doing it still. I absolutely love learning because if you're not learning, you're dead. If you're not learning, you're not growing. You really need to develop a mindset of a learning mindset. Number four, practice perseverance. Don't give up easily. Plain and simple. Perseverance is key to achieving success. Number five, replace Fixed mindset with growth mindset. There's another part of our program, of my program. Um, there's there's a, a Freudian slip. Growth mindset versus fixed mindset. I go over that in the first part of phase one. So recognize when you have a fixed mindset and actively work to shift your thinking into a growth mindset. Number six, surround yourself with positive influences. I hear this. Often, and I love it, if you hang out with chickens, you're going to act like a chicken. You're going to be pecking on the ground. You hang out with eagles, you're going to learn to soar. So where are you? Are you pecking out the ground or are you flying above with eagles? Surround yourself with people who have a growth mindset and who are inspiring and who inspire you and motivate you. Don't hang around people that are negative and you know, always looking at the worst end of things. Number seven, emphasize the process, not just the outcome. Focus on the process. Focus on learning and growing, not just the end result. Because in the middle, in the middle is where the fun's at, man. If you're so focused on the end result, you're going to miss it. It's a journey. It's a, it's a process. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't be so fixated on the end. So that, that's seven steps to developing a, a growth mindset. And then overcoming limiting beliefs. I'll hit you with that in six steps. One, identifying limiting beliefs. You need to identify them first. Recognize the negative self-talk and the beliefs that are holding you back. Number two, question your beliefs. Challenge the validity of your limiting beliefs. Ask yourself if it's really true. Is there evidence to support it? For me, I run everything through a biblical lens. If I can't back it up with scripture, it's not true for me. And I don't mean picking and choosing Bible verses. You need to know the context of it. So, for instance, not drinking, not being drunk, not doing drugs. It says in the Bible, you need to be of sober mind. So that's my truth. Biblically speaking, the Bible, Jesus, God tells me that I am not supposed to be drunk, I am not supposed to do drugs, it's very clear that is a belief I have and I back that with the word and the word is truth. Number three, reframe your beliefs. Replace your limiting beliefs with the more positive and empowering ones. So for example, if you believe you're not good enough, reframe that. I am capable and worthy of success. And that's true for everyone. I wanna tell you that right now. If that is something that you struggle with, not feeling worthy or not able or capable or like you don't deserve success. I'm going to tell you this right now. You are capable and you are worthy of it. So developing that mindset. Number five I think we're on. Take action. Act in a way that is consistent with your beliefs. It's going to help you reinforce it and it's going to help you build confidence. If you don't have a job, go out when you, if you don't have a job, this is the action that I'm talking about. I'm going to give you an example here. If you don't have a job and you go out looking like a slob, you're not walking like it. You're not looking like it. You're not acting like it. But if you go out and you, you know, you get yourself ready, you make yourself presentable. You have no idea who you're going to meet. You might be out and about running your errands and you're looking fly. You got brows on fleek. You have a good hair day and you're walking with your chest up. You're walking like you got a job. You're acting like you got a job. Next thing you know, you run across a manager of such and such store that you're trying to be a, you know... A sales team member at or whatever the case may be. You might run across someone that's running such and such that you want to be a part of, you want to collaborate with and you look fly and you're walking with confidence and you exchange contact information. Why? Because you're in the right place at the right time. You have the right state of mind. You're walking with confidence and you're acting like it. You are taking action. Number six, practice self-compassion. Be kind to yourself and acknowledge the fact that you're changing and that all of this takes time and effort. So be compassionate. Be compassionate. Practice that. Practice the self-love. You know what I'm saying? Number seven, seek support. Surround yourself with people who support your growth. And that can help you and challenge you and challenge your limiting beliefs. So those were, those are some pretty fire things right there. If you need to pause, stop, rewind, man, those were, those were six steps of overcoming limiting beliefs. That was fire right there. All right. So what's next? You're going to create an action plan. You're going to, after we go through all this, we talk about thought management. We talk about goals, goal setting. We talk about performance, goals versus growth goals. You need to build an action plan. So setting goals based on your purpose. Don't just set goals to set goals. I'm going to challenge you on that when we're doing this program. And even now, if you're listening to this and you're going to try and do some of this on, on your own, I'm giving you enough to where you can. Set some goals that are in alignment with your purpose. Identify action steps to achieve your goals. So After you write down your goals and they're in alignment with your purpose and your passion, what are the steps that you are going to take in order to achieve your goals? Because you can't just write them down and walk blindly. Have some intention, you know, and run it by someone. Those people that are in your corner, hey, let them know, look, this is my goal. This is what I'm thinking about doing and achieving. And this is how I'm going to do it. What do you think? Give me some feedback. And track your progress. Track your progress and adjust your course as needed, because there's going to be obstacles and you're going to need to adjust. So just to recap all of this, the importance of identifying your gifts and passions, identifying your gifts and passions is a crucial step. It's crucial towards understanding your purpose in life. What are we here for? You're here for a reason. You are divinely created for divine purpose and the time is now stop fussing around and get after it
0: and there you have it another episode on the bite Size podcast thank you so much for tuning in and i pray that this episode brought you some incredible value and something to take away Head on over to my website at theboldbeginnings.com and you can learn more about me or you can check out some of my freebies that I have available. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Head on over to the contact page and drop me a line if you have any questions or there's something you want to hear me talk about on the podcast or even if you would like to be a guest on the show. You can fill out the contact form, and I would love to hear what you have to say, and I'll get back in touch with you. Again, I want you to remember that you were divinely created with a divine purpose, and you have a gift to bring to the world. Have a great day, and we'll see you next time.